I think one of the toughest positions to be in as a parent is seeing your kid become romantically involved with someone you would have never chosen for them. I've had requests from parents to talk about this very topic, and I've seen tons of posts online from desperate parents who are truly concerned about or really just dislike their child's romantic partner. It doesn't matter if you have a son or a daughter, or if they're straight or LGBTQIA+, the concerns are the same. We want to be sure our baby is dating someone worthy of them that they're being treated with respect and kindness, that they're not being led down the wrong path or being negatively influenced in some way. But how the heck do we do that? This is Speaking of Teens, the podcast that helps parents struggling to find peace and connection with their teens. My name is Ann Coleman. I'm an attorney turned parent educator and a mom who's been there. And I'm on a mission to help you build a stronger relationship and decrease the conflict with your kid so you can help them grow into the young adult they're meant to be. I would normally thank you right now for being here for our weekly bonus episode, which I've been dropping every Friday for several months now. But I've decided it's not really so much of a bonus anymore as it is just another weekly episode. So I'm going to just start numbering them like the rest and just keep them a little bit shorter and solo while most of the Tuesday episodes will be interviews. Sound good? All right, then let's talk about these boyfriend-girlfriend situations. And right off the bat, I want to put your mind at ease. I found a study conducted by the University of Texas recently, which found that only around 2% of high school sweethearts end up actually getting married. And of course, this makes sense. Adolescents are trying to figure out who they are, and they're growing and changing really quickly. And most of them realize they don't want to commit to one person so young in life. Most often, when one or both of the kids goes off to college, a breakup is inevitable anyway. Other studies show kids in high school or younger just don't have the relationship skills to maintain it for very long. Bottom line, if you don't like this person, if you just keep quiet and sit back, it's likely not going to last very long anyway. But I'm going to give you several things to consider when this issue comes up for you. When you just straight up don't feel good about who your kid is dating or seeing or hanging out in a romantic way. First of all, if your kid isn't dating yet, and of course I know they all start saying they're dating now in middle school. By the time they're 11, they're calling each other boyfriend or girlfriend. But if your kid is in middle school or even in the later elementary school grades where they haven't even started puberty yet, you need to start having short discussions about relationships, what healthy dating relationships look like, what red flags to watch out for, like possessiveness, jealousy, keeping them from their friends, aggressiveness, non-consensual sexual touching. Begin to talk to them about consent and about sexting and all these issues around dating as soon as possible. This way, you'll have built a foundation for them and they can make wiser decisions on their own. And you'll have these conversations to refer back to if you see any red flags in their relationships later on. And we'll talk about this in a few minutes. 
If you haven't had these conversations yet, start now, whether they've already started dating or not. I talked about teen dating violence in episode 17, about rape culture and consent in episodes 24 and 25, and about sexting in episodes 32 and 33. And I'll link to all of that in the show notes. So that should help you some. And before we get into the do's and don'ts when it comes to dealing with your teen, dating someone that you don't approve of, let me remind you that your relationship, the attachment, the connection with your kid is paramount here. Remember that. Other than their physical and mental well-being, it's the most important thing. It's how you'll keep your influence in their life. So keep this top of mind. Make sure you're supporting their autonomy by listening to their opinions, to what they have to say about everything, treating them with respect, not using punishments, but helping them learn the skills that they lack, acknowledging their feelings, never demanding or commanding them to do things. You know, stay away from that authoritarian style of parenting. So your connection with them is our focus throughout this conversation. So keeping that in mind, let's talk about some specific don'ts first. All right, first, don't openly criticize the person they're seeing. Remember that to criticize this person, who they like, obviously, a lot, it's like criticizing them personally, your kid, because they've chosen this person as their person. So you're questioning their taste, their judgment, their opinion, and perhaps even that they're worthy of being liked by this person who they think is just wonderful. So on top of that, to criticize them in any way, shape, or form is to threaten their autonomy, and it will cause conflict. There will be fallout from that. So just don't do it. And remember that even if you don't say anything out loud about them, your kid can spot your attitude, your tone, your facial expressions. You've got to make an effort here. And if you do criticize and later your kid figures it out for themselves that, you know, they've made a bad decision, they're going to be less likely to talk to you about it or to admit it or to ask you for help or to let this person go. And you don't want that. Lumped right in there with criticizing, of course, is the lecture or the ultimatum or any sort of protesting that you do regarding this other kid. It will be met with pushback and, frankly, probably rebellion. Teens, remember, are past being told what to do. They are figuring out who they are, and that includes figuring out what they want in a mate. So watch anything that looks like you're telling them what to do or questioning their judgment or backing them into a corner somehow. The outcome will not be good for you. Even if they were on the fence about this person deep down, you've just pushed them 1000% over onto their side. So just don't do it. And the same thing goes for giving any sort of unsolicited advice. If they don't ask for your advice, don't even think about giving it. And even if they do ask for advice, they may not really want to hear what you truly think. So tread lightly here. So what can you do? Let me give you some things to consider here. As I said earlier, 
the likelihood that this will be some everlasting relationship is really slim. So literally just hanging in there and biding your time will probably pay off. Trusting them to figure it out is usually the best way to deal with it. Give them credit for being the kid you've raised. Making mistakes, remember, is a healthy part of growing and learning. No one gets through life without a few huge mistakes, and they can't possibly figure out what they do want in a mate until they've sampled a few that they didn't want. You got to kiss a few toads before finding the right prince or princess. By allowing them to make their own mistakes, you support their autonomy, their independence, their self-confidence and their self-esteem, and you keep your connection intact. Doing a little introspection here is also appropriate. Ask yourself why you don't like this person. What is it specifically about them that gives you pause or makes your skin crawl or makes you want to choke them? Examine this stuff. What is it really? Are you being judgmental? Are they simply different from your kid, a different religion or race or political persuasion, socioeconomic status? What do those differences alone have to do with whether this person is acceptable to date? Remember, they're not likely to get married here. So what is it about them? Nail that down and see if it's a legitimate concern for your child's physical safety or mental health. And we'll talk about that shortly. But if it's not, then you need to put it aside and try for your own relationship with your teen to be accepting of their relationship despite your judgments. Try to give this boyfriend or girlfriend a fighting chance to show you that they're at least okay. Have your son or daughter invite them over. Get them to your house as much as possible and make an effort to really get to know this kid, especially if you think they're not the best influence. Keeping them close is a good idea. But be nice to them. Make them feel truly welcome and show your kid you're trying to accept this person. And as you do, and they loosen up with you, you may see that they're not so bad. Maybe you'll find one or more redeeming qualities that will help you relax until things most likely unravel. Maybe you've been judgmental or jumped to conclusions about them that were unwarranted. Maybe your son or daughter has more in common with them than you realize. If you find a positive quality, empathize with your teen about it and show you're trying. I can see why you like her. She's really enthusiastic about World of Warcraft. Don't be sarcastic. If you're still having a hard time figuring it out or finding the positive, ask your kid what they like about this person and really listen and ask curiosity questions. See if they can be specific with you and try to put yourself in their shoes. Really empathize with them and ask follow-up questions that prompt them to think about how they truly feel about some of these things. If they say, oh, I just love the way they make me feel, you can ask Something like, well, what is that feeling? Or what is it that they do that makes you feel good? But remember to ask in a non-judgmental, non-sarcastic tone with a smile on your face. You may really learn something interesting about your own kid. 
Now, remember a few minutes ago, I said it would be really great to start young, even before middle school, to talk about relationships and red flags and consent and that kind of thing. So if you still have younger kids, you can do that. And if you've had some or all of these conversations with your older teenager, great. It will be a little more difficult to jump into these things and talk about them without some sort of conflict if this is the first time you've ever mentioned stuff to your kid about it. But there are ways to do it. Go back and listen to episode 17 on teen dating and emotional abuse. I'll link to it in the show notes. And towards the end of that episode 17 are tips for dealing with these emotionally abusive behaviors. And I put some great resources for discussing those things with your teen in those show notes for that episode. I do briefly mention um, physical and sexual abuse or stalking in episode 17 as well. But the bottom line for those types of dangerous threats, you can do whatever you need to do to keep your kid physically safe and sort out your relationship with them later if it comes to that. If you need help now, call the National Dating Abuse Helpline at 1-866-331-9474 or go to loveisrespect.org to receive immediate confidential assistance. All right, to briefly recap, remember to have these conversations about dating and healthy relationships, consent, sexting, early with your younger kids, late elementary school or very early middle school. Keep your relationship with your teen at the forefront of your mind when dealing with a touchy issue like who they're in a romantic relationship with. But if they're in danger, of course, their safety is the most important thing. Don't make comments or even use a tone that would be considered critical of the boyfriend or girlfriend. Don't lecture, give them an ultimatum or give them unsolicited advice. With any of these things, you'll threaten their autonomy, cause conflict, and a rift in your relationship. For a romantic partner that may be around only a few weeks, but for your intervention. Remember that these things usually work themselves out. You need to trust your kid to eventually make the right decision for them, because ultimately, it's their potential mistake to make. Consider your thoughts and feelings about this person and see if they're really fair. Get to know them. Try to find their redeeming qualities. Ask your kid about them and try to see what they see in them. Look, this stuff is hard. It is. Do your best. Stay calm. These things usually do end up working out in the end. That's it for Speaking of Teens today. I want to thank you for listening. And as always, please let other people know about the podcast by giving it a five-star review in your app right now. Just takes a few seconds. And you can write a review over an Apple. Just scroll down the page with all the episodes and tap write a review. That's it. It will help potential listeners know it's worth their time to jump in. Speaking of Teens is produced and directed by the best blues harmonica player around, Steve Coleman, and it's research written and hosted by me, Ann Coleman. Until next time, just be kind to everyone.